Hello, TTB community. I am Bob DeHimena, and here with me, as always, is the ho, 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 Mary Elliot Shively. <laughs> well played. Yeah, thank you. So uh, each month, we bring a few episodes with insight from travel authors, adventurers, conservationists, digital nomads, tour guides, and some of our very own personal travel experiences. This week is our Travel Bites episode, episode which touches up on the previous month's news, travel-related news that we found interesting. Uh, if you are listening to this and you have travel news that you would like us to share on a future Travel Bites episode, please send it to thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com or through a direct message on Instagram, and we will happily give you a shout-out and discuss that travel news. So, as Bob mentioned, this is our Travel Bites, but before we get into that, I want to say happy holidays and happy 2023. We hope this is a fantastic travel year for everybody, and we're wishing you the best travels. Um, we're actually going to jump into a little bit of discussion of a Netflix show before we get into any of the articles, but we've got a pretty cool recap from 2022, uh, TripAdvisor's year in review. We're going to talk about 5G. We're going to talk about sleigh rides, a dreamy Italian town, and a new online tool that can help you save on flights. And then the last two articles, one is the line which mixes uh, new urbanism and travel. And then the last piece is the 50 best places to travel in 2023. Now, we won't go over all of those, but we'll give you a summary. Sure. And just to give you a quick update again, we are going to be releasing the Travel Bites episode every month, the first Monday of each month, and then two guest episodes. One to two. One to two guest episodes. Yeah. So yep. essentially for 2023, we're going to... Um, I, I guess not stick to a schedule as much. We're going to release the podcasts as we record them, but due to some life circumstances, we probably won't be getting four out per month, maybe three, hopefully two. So just bear with us and hopefully it's temporary. Hopefully. Yeah. Travel tip of this week is make your own itinerary in this order. Flights, route, accommodations, tours, restaurant research, and then compiling safety and cultural tips. Now, there would be a fun acronym in there, but it is a lot of letters. Yes. You probably won't remember it. That's that's maybe we can make an acronym for that. That's yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. But <laughs> but don't pick your your accommodations before your route. I've made that mistake multiple times where you think you want to get your hotels booked uh quickly. And then only to try to go and, and create your route, your plan for the trip, realizing that some of your accommodations may not be next to the big tourist attractions, the things that you actually really want to see. So to do it in the opposite order can really help you with travels between different attractions. Well said, Bob. And before we get started, if you find this podcast interesting and entertaining, please consider giving us a review on iTunes or any other platform. If you love us, we would be forever grateful, and it is the season of giving. Well, I guess we just passed the season of giving. If you could subscribe to the show and share some of our social media posts, share the podcast, share the episode with friends, family, coworkers, anybody and anybody that is willing to listen to you talk about travel because everybody listens to, loves to listen to people share their travel stories. Is that true? I don't think so. Yes. Remember, we do post our images on social media, so you can find most of our episodes and information on those episodes there. And we encourage you to give us feedback and ask us any questions you may have for past conversations or future conversations. Lastly, 
please consider some of the awesome travel products we offer. How do you organize and plan your trip? So if you like to keep your trip organized like we do, you can use the travel journal and planner that we developed for our very own personal travel experiences. This will allow you to record things like the dates, the budget, the top destinations, the currency exchange rate, the time difference. It has a fillable calendar and it provides you the ability to write out your entire itinerary by the hour. In addition to that, it has a place to store reservation information, a packing list, a to-do list. And then at the very back, it offers you space to journal about your trip. You can find this travel journal planner on our products page, and once you download it, you have it forever, and you can reprint and refill it out for every trip you have moving forward. Now, if you do decide to purchase this, we encourage you to reach out to us with any tips to make it better. To help compile all of your info for the journal slash planner, we turned ourselves into cartoons to create a five-part video course that provides a step-by-step -step process to create the ultimate itinerary, including number one, navigation, number two, booking airfare, number three, blogs, research, and reviews, number four, itinerary building, and number five, safety, cultural norms, and thoughtful travel. The goal of this video tutorial is so that you can become your own personal travel agent and learn how to be plan efficient trips now and forever, all the while saving you money to splurge on a nice meal or first class seat for your next adventure. Yeah. And now, so if you still think that planning your trip is a little bit too much, or you just don't have time to sit down and actually do it, I can personally plan your trip for you using all the information that we just mentioned. If you're interested in this, please send me an email at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com or visit our services pages on our website, and we can meet over Zoom to discuss the details of your trip. You want to contribute to the podcast? If you work in the travel industry, you can join us for a travel roundtable discussion by submitting your information through the TAT form on our website. You can also send us a travel article via direct message or at thetravelersblueprint at gmail.com for the monthly Travel Bites episode. Support us by wearing us. Go to redbubble.com to find awesome gear and merchandise of the Traveler's Blueprint. Some of the cost comes directly to us to help support the podcast. We definitely recommend the hoodie and the hat and maybe a sticker or a travel mug. Whether you purchase a product from us or just want to learn about travel alongside us as we interview our guests, know that we greatly value your support as a listener of the show. Welcome to the Traveler's Blueprint. Start designing your next adventure. First up, this after show shock or after shock show on after Netflix. Shock show on Netflix, yeah, wild. I I, I remember uh, hearing about it in the news, seeing some of the videos initially, but I didn't realize. It never even occurred to me that people would have been uh, impacted on Everest. Right. Yeah. So for those of you not familiar, this show is about it's a it's a four part show, four episode show on Netflix going through the experiences of various individuals during the 2015 earthquake that hit um, Nepal. Yeah. Correct? And so Kathmandu is the, the main city in Nepal that was severely hit. And the way this show, I think one of the things that this show really did well was give you the perspective of multiple people in different locations around the country at the time of the um, of the. Uh, Earthquake. Sorry, blank. Earthquake, yeah. yeah. So you experience it through the eyes of people on Mount Everest at base camp, which was devastated. And the videos are... Uh, really, uh, like, scary and yeah. and humbling, and you're like, like wow. Like, I was... Yes. I, they, very intense videos. Um, you also get to experience through the eyes of a few Israeli guys who are just backpacking through 
similar to what you know Elliot you and I did in Peru yep. where we were just going to different villages not really intense travel like the people who were hiking Everest just sort of more of a cultural and natural environment experience of the country and they were impacted severely where they were located I mean seeing that entire village get wiped out gone yeah um, the before and after images are oh man yeah yeah I don't even know there's there's very few words that you can really yeah. attribute so uh, the the show was really stunning and really good really sobering and so if you're into um understanding a little bit more about what happened there i think this is a really good way to figure yeah, that out and learn about very it. well done again really, four-part yeah. miniseries docu-series on netflix it, netflix has been doing phenomenal with the like travel related so i've been burning through some of those shows the one about boeing scary so oh, boeing the 737 the, max yeah dude yeah boeing yeah. is it i mean corp corporate shenanigans to put it lightly uh <laughs> sort of we're at the fault of that um, and then another one that I just started the other day, Human Playground, which which details people traveling around the world finding these extremely, uh, um, I don't know, it, it challenging situations based on physical environments around the world. Really yeah. good. And then uh, did you see the one, Pepsi, Where's My Plane? No. No? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you watch yes. it? You no, watch I, it? I, uh, Amanda and I, it's on our, it's on our list. Yeah, uh, watch it. It's pretty, so it's- it, The it's, Harrier Jet, right? Yeah, because yeah. they put it in their ad yep. and didn't think anybody would take it seriously. And did you watch all of it? Very seriously. I did watch it all. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the, the synopsis is still pretty funny. Like the I, there was a clause in there that you could just, if you didn't have all the points, you could just purchase the Harrier jet for 180000 Yeah. So you can, yeah. There <laughs> was a no, plane no itself cost like, I don't know, $300 million. <laughs> you, it, was, it was not, you couldn't purchase the Harrier jet. You could purchase the points. Oh. So he, so yeah, he was able to buy the difference in points to then get to whatever, how it's 7 million. I forget. I don't remember how many points it was. Um, and Pepsi's defense for a lot of it was like, no one would actually take this seriously. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why there's disclaimers on every single advertisement now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah it it was pretty one. good. It was pretty good. Um, yeah. All right. So this first one year in review pretty interesting stuff from TripAdvisor. so a lot of their data the data that they've collected over the year on yeah. related and travel. i'm i'm glad that we found this article because i love i love data like this this is this to me is like spotify wrapped but TripAdvisor yeah. wrapped yeah yeah so i'm gonna run through <laughs> some of it yeah so the most popular search terms were at number three spa at 1.7 million times followed closely by resort at 3.2 and then top of the list was beach at 4.8 million searches. Yeah, not surprised. You know, people tend to associate vacation with a little R&R. Not everybody's doing like, you know, strenuous hiking and things like that. So this sort of fits the mold from what I understand vacations to be for a majority of the population. Yeah, yeah and vacation, but, not travel. Correct. Now. I, I do think it's pretty cool that there were there's one thousand six hundred and thirty six shark diving experiences booked. It's a yeah. lot of shark diving going, and that's on. like on the record online booked. Right, right, sixteen thousand five hundred and sixty three ziplining. Oh, oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see sixteen thousand ziplining, forty seven thousand ghost and vampire uh, tour tickets sold. What? Yeah, which well, <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, a, a lot in the south, right? I know ghost tours are more popular in a lot of the southern states. Actually, that's not true. I, you know, um, 
uh, Boston, Massachusetts during Halloween has a lot. That's really Salem. interesting. Yeah. Like I've never even thought about booking one of those, but I guess they're. Oh, we've done ghost tours. Yeah, more popular. Yeah. Okay, I'm not. I'm not hugely into them. My wife kind of enjoys the ghost tours. We did one in Savannah, Georgia, okay. which is like very ghost town voodoo oriented right. with a lot of their stuff. Like the brewery, they say is haunted and things like that. So that okay. it's it's the thing of a lot of people. Yes. Okay. Uh, we TripAdvisor had 16 million five bubble reviews written. <laughs> 22 yeah. million helpful votes given, 387,000 forum threads created, and there were nearly 6.5 million new trips, travel itineraries created on their platform. That's the big number. That's 6.5 million itineraries created. Wow. And uh, only five of those were Bob. Yeah. <laughs> five million of those were Bob. I, I do it on my own scratch um so uh there are there were 11 million travel searches for bangkok 43 million for london and 20 million for las vegas hmm. probably i wonder if that had an Austin uptick grand, yeah i was gonna prix. say for the grand prix yeah i'm sure f1 i'm sure so the empire state building won the traveler's best choice of best attractions in the united states i could totally best of see the that. best attractions best the best i could see that it, it's, yeah, it's i've never done because, it no uh-uh I was just in Manhattan uh, last week for work, and I always try to keep in mind the perspective of um, how sought after that destination is while I'm like just wanting to get out of the city as quickly as possible <laughs> because I'm there for work. I didn't, yeah. So I do try to just take it in and acknowledge that I'm in one of the most magnificent cities to ever exist on the planet, yep. even though I don't necessarily always want to be there. Um, no, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. So 18 million new photos were uploaded to TripAdvisor this year, 30, almost 36 million new travel buddies to the TripAdvisor community, and close to 400 million travelers who visit TripAdvisor every month. That's, that's, all, that's about half of our downloads per month. So. About, yeah. 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 So pretty good for them, I guess. Yeah, pretty Not good. quite traveler's blueprint numbers, but. No, yeah. not at all. <laughs> all right. What do we got next? I mean, this, one's, this one could change the game. Yeah, Quite so soon, in, in sometime in the near future, coming to an airplane near you, you will be able to use your phone on the plane via 5G technology. And, and that's only if your phone has 5G technology. Which, in a few years, I'm sure most Most will. people will. Yeah. yeah. So you'll be able to just use your phone. The service will provide you with uh, in-cabin... So, I'm sorry. The service is provided with the, within the cabin of an equipped aircraft using special network equipment. Um, it'll connect users and route calls, texts, and data, typically via satellite network between the airplane and the ground-based mobile network. So you'll be able to cool. text people from the airplane while you're flying around, which is pretty neat. Yeah, pretty yeah, neat. Very you don't cool. have to turn your phone off, and you'll be able to scroll Instagram, which I guess that's not that cool. I kind of uh, like the fact that you're sort of shut off when you're on an airplane. But... Well, I guess, I mean, some of the times you have Wi-Fi on airplane, planes anyway i guess you have to pay for that usually yeah i never use that i never, I never did that. either it, uh, yeah I, I like like airplane travel is like my book time because you can't really do anything yeah else. no mine too i i like that um this next one is fun but it's already passed so maybe plan for it next year yeah uber sleigh is bringing reindeer rides to finland for free so the they offered two hour rides between 10 a.m and 2 p.m from the 12th to the 18th which is pretty cool so if you get a chance, look up some of those fun little videos and maybe plan for a trip next year. Yeah, pretty neat. Um, this article was sent to me multiple times over the course of the past month by several different friends. <laughs> so 
there is a, a town in Italy that will pay you $30,000 to move there. Now, they're not going to give you $30,000 in cash like this headline wants you to think. Essentially, what the plan is, um, there are homes, vacant homes developed in 1991 that are selling for... Before 1991. Before 1991. That start at a price of 25,000 euros. So this town will essentially pay 50% of the cost of the home up to $30,000 max to help you purchase the home. So they'll essentially knock thirty up to $30,000 off of a house within this town if you move there. The town apparently is very awesome in, in its aesthetics. It's a quaint yeah. European like the, postcard town. What most people would think of with an Italian town, it's just that... Right. Most of the younger folks have left because of lack of opportunity. But with the advent of being able to work pretty much remotely right? for most right. people. That's, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So yeah. if you have the ability to have income come in, I said that in a weird way with too many words, uh, via digital nomad programs, you could essentially live here, get yeah. up to 30 grand knocked off the price of a home, live in the countryside in this beautiful little quaint Italian village and have Western money coming in to your bank yeah. account and, so and i don't think like we've deal. said it yet but the town is presice located in the puglia region and i and, believe puglia is in the boot is in the heel and that's where um katie katie quinn yeah isn't that where she was staying for a little while i yeah, don't know if she's still guys there. and the, the the one guy who ran the uh the tour guy had a winery there um, nice so puglia italy just to confirm yeah it's in the heel and where is presice Frasice is, uh, oh, it's on the coast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now there's a beach there. Oh, no. Yeah, Frasice is not on the coast. Huh? Yes, it is. No, it's not. I, I'm looking on Google Earth at it right now. I'm, I'm looking on Google Earth and it's in the so middle. So where are you? So it's, it's on in the, it's it's in the, the middle of the stiletto. Oh, no. I have Pesici. P e s c h i c i. That's not it. So it's. Yeah, no, that's not it. We should have done uh, this research ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's in it's in like the very southern tip of the heel, almost okay. almost on the coast, but not quite. It's it sits up a little bit, but it's got oh, a see. little a little square with a church, some beautiful sculptures, basically everything you would think of with a quaint little Italian city. Yeah, yeah. So if you have the means, doesn't seem like that there's going to be work in the area. So you have to have your own work coming in. Yeah, that have seems it set to be up. Catch. Yeah. Okay. But this next thing. I'm really cool. interested in this one, and I know you've already tried it out. So I'm gonna let you go with it. But tell me about Travel Arrow because I really am curious to see if you think it's better than just using Google Flights. So uh, yeah. So this is this is my thought on it. So I watched the tutorial and I played around with it a little bit. So it Travel Arrow is a Google Chrome extension. The goal is to help you save money on airfare and hotel accommodations. With the airfare aspect, you search for flights and um, it includes Southwest, which is normally not included in third party, like travel, travel, la travelocity and experience. Yeah, like third party searches. Right. Yeah, that's so pretty it, big. It will include Southwest because Southwest is a pretty cheap airline too and give you the cheapest flight after all of the fees. And I do think that that's pretty beneficial. It's pretty awesome. So um, that's that seems to be the flight process. 
there, the hotel process to me seems even better. And I, and I should say, so once you do have it, the, the, the extension will prop up and it'll say, you know, it found the cheapest ones on kayak. You click the kayak button and it bring you, brings you to the kayak website to purchase the tickets. You don't purchase through them or anything. All it does is help you find the cheapest flights after all fees. The one for hotels seems to be pretty cool. It does the same thing. But a lot of times for certain third-party travel searches, it'll give you these like flash price options where it's it doesn't give you information on the hotel until after you book. It'll just say, great deal, 200 a night for this hotel in this location. Travel Arrow will actually tell you the address of the hotel. So you can actually look into it further. Um, and it, it'll, it'll always give you the, the cheapest flights. Now, this isn't something really that new. And oftentimes, because I, I, I was playing around with it and I watched the tutorial, it ends up giving you the, the flight prices of the sites that say they're giving you the cheapest flights. So it's going to tell you, you know, booking.com is the cheapest or, or whatever it may be. Um, it, it just, it, it decreases the amount of research you have to do. So but you can do all like this it's a, but it seems like it's a fairly new extension, right? Yeah. He just made it. Yeah. It seems pretty, very new. Yeah. Like, like maybe even in July new. Yeah. And like really rolled out this month. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, pretty cool. I, yeah. I'm curious to see if you, if you, the listener, um, if you try it out, let us know what you think of it. And if it's better than just using Google flights or if there is an ease of access or if it really is what it says it is. I, I think ultimately it, it should be easier because it's going to help you compile all of the potential prices that aren't always included in when you search Google flights or when you're on kayak, you don't always get everything. So this is supposed to give you everything and it'll give you the cheapest price and then you can click through and make supposed sure. Supposed to. Yeah. Right. We just, right. we just need real live yeah. data right. 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 to support right. those claims. So take this next one. Yeah. So we, we added this one like literally right before we started this. This is something that I've been following for a little bit. It kind of blends travel with landscape architecture and new urbanism. So the project is called The Line, and it is located in Saudi Arabia. And this thing is uh, unlike anything you will ever see if it is actually constructed. Um, so imagine, picture the Great Wall, but in the desert, and basically one giant mirror on the outside. It is 105 miles long, 1,500 feet tall, and 600 feet wide. It, at full completion, will have 9 million residents. 9 million. The metro area of New York City is 12 million. So it's an indoor city. Essentially. Well, no, not necessarily indoors. The open, it'll have basically the middle of it open and like balconies will be planted with greenery. There'll be skywalks through everything, parks down on the ground level. I mean, it's gonna be really intriguing, something incredibly futuristic that if done well and done what they are aiming to achieve could be a, a new wonder of the world. Wow. Um, wow. It will support 380,000 jobs. I think that's just for construction, right? If there's 9 million residents, I would imagine there's jobs like stores, cities, restaurants, all that stuff in there. So I would imagine it would have, you know, 3 million jobs, hopefully. And then they are building a new international airport to get people to it. And not just a local airport, an international airport. 
They're hoping to have 1 million people populating it by 2030, and there's going to be a high-speed rail that will provide end-to-end -end transit in 20 minutes. And the I think you're all wondering what the cost of this massive undertaking is. And it this is not a concept. This is under construction right now. It is $500 billion to do the whole thing. Five hundred billion. Still not billion. quite the defense budget of the United States in one year. <laughs> I think we're at like seven hundred billion. Um, wow, it's really, really quite something. And if you yeah. look at the article, um, there are they're going to have tons of attractions. They're going to have access. Like one end will connect to an open body of water. It just is is very from. Uh, a designer's point of view and a traveler's point of view, this could be a very interesting project down the road. So 50 best places to travel in 2023. And this they're broken is, down into different categories. We should yeah, say that. And I, and, and I started to compile some of them, but realized that so much of this is just applicable to individual desires for how they want to travel and what they want to see. Yeah. This and kind these, of like our, our article last month about the best places to retire. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of these are the same. They get repeated. They, these lists sort of just change depending on who the writer is. And so it's all super subjective. Um, this individual person wrote that, divided it into cultural riches for the food, uh, for the big city thrills, and then for a look to the future. Um, I think there might have been more. And I yeah, there's... didn't really get all of the... There's, there are three more smaller ones. There's uh, for moments on the water, for fresh air and nature, and then for beach vibes. Yeah. So I just picked a few that I thought were either interesting or that I actually wanted to see myself as I was breaking some of this down. So, I mean, cultural riches. Alexandria, Virginia, I thought was pretty interesting. As being yeah, have you ever been? No, I have not. It's very, very cool. Um, Amanda and I, were, we have a friend that lived there for a little bit, so we went to and explored Alexandria and then went to visit her. And it's got a lot of really cool, like, colonial history. And if you look at downtown Alexandria, it's still kind of got the colonial feel, like Old City Philly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know uh, Charleston, North Carolina. South Carolina? South Carolina, sorry. Has that same feel. It sounds yeah. It sounds like it may. Yeah. Um, it, that is always interesting to see. The one that really Newark, Delaware has something similar. There's a Newark, really old Delaware. section of Newark, Delaware that basically yeah. hasn't been touched since the. I mean, it's been updated with like roads, but the buildings for the most part have just been maintained for since I don't know late 1700s, early 1800s. Yeah. Um, the one that really popped out on this list for me for the cult, from the cultural perspective is Havana, Cuba. Yeah. It, that especially when you're in the context of culture is super interesting because. They still haven't, they haven't brought in the corporations that have infiltrated pretty much everywhere else in the world. And when I mean corporations, I mean like Starbucks and McDonald's and different fast food restaurants that have somehow started business in like some of the most, what I would think like more remote places, Cusco, Peru, seeing a Starbucks in the center square of yeah. Cusco, Peru was annoying. Um, mcdonald's yeah. are everywhere and so havana cuba is one of those places that really hasn't had that happen yet yeah and to me that's good... pretty that makes it a pretty desirable location yeah i i also want to point out i don't know if you looked into city nevada 
but that thing is it, it's very intriguing to me so city nevada is and that's what it's called in quotes city it is a seven and a half, 000 acre preserve that was created in 2015 so it's got a, a bunch of opportunities for like hiking climbing camping and cycling but in 2022 in september a new art installation a contemporary artwork opened up and it is the one of the largest open air basically sculptures made from dirt rock and concrete in the world that's been formed over the last 50 years it is supposed to be one of the most incredible things to see it just for the sheer undertaking of it yeah and it was um created by the artist michael heiser and they are only taking reservations for 2023 yeah it's wow. a mile and a half long interesting yeah yeah I, I would highly recommend checking out the list especially if you haven't picked out where you want to visit yet i think i do think that this was a good list to give people ideas on different avenues that they can explore because it was it was unique and although these destinate like destinations never change like these cities have been around and they sort of come and go on lists it is cool to see which cities are ramping up to be tourist destinations now in the present day because it, it they, these these tourist attractions sort of come and go and they go they, they rise and fall for a lot of places yeah um food and wine so there was a lot of them that made sense athens and things like that one that i found really interesting was central florida for food and wine so apparently Tampa and Orlando recently won a combined 14 Michelin allocates in 2022. Yeah, that's wild. For for restaurants? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, it makes sense, I guess, when you dive a little deeper into it, Orlando being a major tourist destination in the United States due to Disney World. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some of those are in Disney World. Yeah, probably. Pretty interesting, though, that Central Florida is on is on the food and wine place for 2023. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that either. And um, I was actually not ex um, expecting to see Bhutan and Vienna on for a look at the future. No, right. Not not Bhutan, for sure. Bhutan, I don't think of the future. I think of you go to Bhutan to <laughs> hide from modern society. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're trying to redevelop it with a 250-mile uh, trail um, that just reopened or that just... Yeah, I guess reopen. They did more construction on it. Um, yeah, B Bhutan is high on my list. That sounds like yeah. a good spot for you and I to go one it does. day. does, very, very yeah. much so. That wraps up the Travel Bites for December. Um, we hope you enjoyed this kickoff to the new year. Up this month, we have Sarah Stadola, who we talked about beaches, believe it or not, and resorts. So her book, Chronicle of Paradise, Profit, and Peril at the Beach, it was a fun conversation. And then we also have Eric Sutfin helping you become a remote worker so you can live in that village in Italy. Yep. So thank you for listening to the podcast. If you want to help support the podcast, there's a link in the show notes. Also on our Instagram page, you can quote unquote, buy us a coffee. That, that contribution will help us go to the programs that we use and maintain and pay for to keep this podcast running. If you want to support us in a way that is completely non-financial, you can simply like our Instagram post to to uh, allow the Instagram algorithm to think that we're doing good work and therefore share it more often. Um, and, and, and really anything you could do as far as sharing 
really goes a long way. Uh, or liking and then also leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and tune in next week.